Today, in this conversation with our BSL nutrition coaches, we are discussing setting boundaries. And in particular, the conversation that we want to have is how do we set boundaries with friends and family? Why is it relevant to set boundaries? Is it relevant and necessary to set boundaries with friends and family members, especially with summer festivities, vacations coming up? Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. Coach Joey, Coach Kim, Coach Dan, great to have you guys here. For those of you that are tuning in, perhaps you're new to the community, welcome. Uh, great to have you here and to give you an opportunity to get to know all of our fabulous coaches. And so we're going to let Coach Joey take it away, and then we will all uh, uh, establish the conversation. Coach Joey, the floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Ben. Boundary setting. Uh, that is a topic that comes up a lot, two specific times of the year. Number one is the holiday season, and number two is the time of year that we are entering right now as we go into summertime, family vacations definitively less structure as the kids are out of school, more friends and family passing by, seeing more people, more social activities, barbecues, and anybody who is embarking on a health journey, so to speak, is also, whether they realize it or not, embarking on the journey of becoming somebody different than they are right now. And the issue with that is that that means setting new boundaries with people who previously had different expectations of you than you need to set now to achieve the goals that you now have set for yourself to get healthier. And how do you do that? That's the challenge. So one thing that gets asked a lot is like, what do I do, man? I'm in this social situation. There's alcohol involved. There's food involved. Normally I would hit the snack table. Normally I'd have six beers with my buddies. And now I'm trying to track my calories or you know, manage myself better. And they're not responding to that well. And my first thought on boundary setting is this. I think that many of us have it backwards. I think that we have this idea that the moment I as an individual tell you what I'm trying to achieve, it becomes incumbent upon you, the person I'm telling, to respect my boundary. Hey, man, I'm drinking less now. And now it's on you to respect that I'm drinking less. And I think that that's backwards. I think that the way that we need to look at it is it's on me to take accountability for the boundary that I'm setting. Once I've told you that I have this boundary, it's not on you to honor it and respect it. It's on me to honor and respect the boundary that I'm setting and train you, train the people around me on what I'm, gonna, what I'm willing to tolerate for myself moving forward on this journey. And from there, the people who are resistant, they'll be resistant but as time progresses and you continue to honor and respect the boundaries that you vocalized, they'll learn that you're somebody who does what, you're gonna, what you say you're going to do. And more than likely, as you get the results that you're more than likely going to get, they'll start to wonder what it would take for them to do the same thing, quite frankly. And I think the hardest thing for, for a lot of people that is, is when they do provide that boundary and they share that boundary and they share that goal, and then all of a sudden, then they, they allow that occasion to give them the excuse to actually broaden the boundary on them. So like, hey, uh, we're going to the lake and, and that person's like, well, I'm, 
you know, I'm not drinking alcohol right now. I'm worried about that. And, and yes, they need to take ownership. But when they get to that point is then seeing everybody else uh, drink and then go, okay, well, I'm going to give myself a, a free <laughs> pass or an excuse. So I'm going to partake in, in doing that. And that's okay because I'm here and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm invited and I've been doing really well for the last, you know, two months. And this is just a, you know, a lake occasion, things like that. But going back to your point is like, well, that's on them, right? It's not on anybody else that's that's uh, uh, interfering with that boundary. It's that, hey, you've just given yourself a, a permission or an excuse, and that's where you actually maybe need to to address that versus worrying about what everybody else is setting or suggesting. Yeah, and perhaps that's a situation where, uh, like you said, is you're not setting realistic boundaries for yourself to say nothing of other people. And what I appreciate about what you said, Joey, is that it's incumbent upon you to lay out what those boundaries actually are and to communicate effectively to everyone around you that likely is ready, willing, and able to provide as much or as little support as you feel like you want and need, but they simply need to know how to do that. And in, in my experience, there's, there's a few angles that we can approach this with, but the most important for those of you listening that are actively working to make change in your lives. And potentially, it's not unreasonable for us to feel like we're quote-unquote sabotaged by those that love us the most, when in reality, it's usually just a lack of communication and understanding. Because what do we truly know is, is that, one, we're making change. But within that is, genuinely, people can be resistant to changing. I think genuinely, people are resistant to making change in their life. Some people are resistant to literally any change at all, which can be problematic, even if it's coming from someone that they love overtly trying to make change, because what is that going to mean in terms of them having to make quote unquote sacrifices, right? Next to that is for those of us that are trying to make change, it can feel like people are being resistant to the change that we're trying to make. When in actuality, they're probably supportive, or at the very least, they're probably neutral to whatever the changes are that we're making. And then lastly is the perception, like I said, that those that we surround ourselves with and, and likely those that want to be as supportive or love us the most are being resistant to the change that we're trying to make, probably just because they're confused. And so when we can identify that, take full ownership and accountability over the changes that we're trying to make and understand that we've just embarked on a considerable process that's going to take weeks and months, if not years, to accomplish. And there's going to be a lot of change that happens. And so in these situations, especially when we have a spouse or a significant other or a partner that knows us to be some type of person. And then they start to experience the inevitable changes that occur. Then it can feel confusing and frustrating, especially when we don't communicate with them effectively around, look, at the end of the day, one, this is what I'm doing. This is why these changes are important to me. And this is the level of support that I need from you. And most importantly, here's how you can support me 
the best way possible, right? Here's the tools and the, the tips and the tricks and the, and, and the actual things that I can use from you to help facilitate the change that I'm looking for. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's, that's the most important part of the process is challenging ourselves to be openly communicative with those that we feel like we need the most support from, even if we don't feel like we need a tactical level of support. We don't need them preparing our meals or ordering food for us or anything like that. But even if it's just from an emotional, emotionally supportive standpoint, it's incumbent, Joey, as you said, upon us to be able to communicate those things. And so what I'm what I would love to discuss is what have you guys experienced? Kim, perhaps does this draw any feelings or emotions or experiences that maybe you've observed with clients or for yourself around this, this process? Yeah. In my experience, like open communication is the best way to go. I just told you I had a river trip with a bunch of my girlfriends on Sunday and I was very honest. Went in, said, I'm not drinking. I'm going to eat my planned meals and this is what I'm going to do. And they were like, cool. Can you put some sunblock on me? All right, cool. Like It was not a big deal. Uh, they were extremely supportive. There was no pushing of trying to drink. I think more people will be supportive if you're communicating your goals and why you have these goals. Like you said earlier, Ben, if you don't express your goals and why you're doing it, they might be like, hey, have this beer. Hey, do this. We right. challenge you a little bit more and be okay with saying no. Be okay with saying, no, thank you. I'm good. I went to a Memorial Day party last week and I, no, thank you. I'm good. I don't need to drink today. I'm good. And it was, you know, got asked one more time. No, thank you. I'm all right. And they were okay with it. It wasn't mm -hmm. that big of a deal. So again, expressing that it's okay to say no. Hey friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. And while we do have our own small retail shop for our Complete Essentials training formula, we're often asked for recommendations when it comes to products outside of those that we carry. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the Wild West when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. Now, the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? 
Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web? Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. It's a function of retraining yourself and retraining the people who are most important to you, what your new norm is going to be. I have a theory that I work on with a lot of my clients. I call it practicing saying no. When it's easy to say yes, practice no. And we're so used to saying yes to so many things. You know, Yes to the beer, yes to the extra snacks, yes to the night out, yes to the late night Netflix. Those are all easy to say yes to and we establish those norms. So as we practice saying no, we as individuals who are trying to set the boundaries will get better at saying no, and it will become our new norm. And for the individuals who are having to hear no when they're used to hearing yes from us, it will become eventually their new norm to understand that we mean it when we say no to some of these things. It's not a plus or a negative. It's not a dig on you or a dig on them. It's not a testament to your care or concern for the individual who you're setting the boundary with. It's a testament to the respect that you have for yourself and the objective that you've set your, your sight on. So when it's easy to say yes, practice saying no. And as you do that more and more, you'll start to see people's relationship with those specific actions change. They'll stop wanting to push them upon you and acknowledge that that's just not something you're willing to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And by virtue of saying no, what are you actually saying yes to is oftentimes the, the very goals that you have in place. And you know, it's not unusual to have conversations with clients that are feeling sabotaged. And I'll use that, that, that term, quote unquote, sabotaged when, like we said, in reality, it's, it's, it's merely a lack of communication because it's, it's very unlikely, in, in, in my experience at least, that, like I said, the, the ones that love us the most truly are out to get us. And sure, there might be situations where everyone has a bad day and there might be sly comments or underhanded remarks that feel inappropriate, that feel hurtful and are hurtful in many instances. And, and what, I'll, what I'd like to believe is, is that certainly the exception, but more likely is that simply someone just doesn't understand what you now understand as being part of someone who's creating change is because when you join us, when you join a coaching program, when you join our smart nutrition coaching program, it might feel like you're drinking through a fire hose in terms of the amount of education and knowledge that you're gleaning and the clarity that you're starting to get around how you manage your calories and how you structure your day and, and how you get enough protein and hydration and exercise and all of the things that all of the sudden the light bulbs are going off and you're, you're understanding the process. And it's also not unreasonable for us to expect that by some magical form of osmosis, everyone around us is going to also be absorbing that information when again, it's totally unreasonable. But by that same token is the resentment can build when all of the sudden our spouse prepares spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not eating those carbs right now, or I'm not eating spaghetti, or don't they know that that is just a calorie bomb waiting to happen? Or when we're out at a restaurant and they suggest that maybe we split a meal and a bottle of wine. Well, I shouldn't be drinking right now, but maybe you're not clarifying what specifically it is that you're actually trying to do as opposed to what you 
can't do or what you're trying not to do, in which case, should you communicate that, there's no reason why those situations wouldn't occur. And so there's this underlying level of guilt, of uh, perhaps resentment that can build and build and build to the point where us feeling like someone is out to get us when in reality, they just don't know. They just don't know what it means to actually make healthier decisions. And they're not getting the level of knowledge and clarity and behavior change and, and building the skills like you are, which is up to you. Like Joey said, from the very, very beginning, you are the owner of your decisions, the people that you surround yourself with. And there might be people in your life who are actively trying to undermine you subconsciously or otherwise, because it might be enforcing them to rationalize their own poor behaviors. In which case, it, it's fair to acknowledge that that's someone that you probably don't want to be spending your time with. And the hardest thing is when that is someone that's close to you. That's something that is I see time and time again. You know, we talk about boundary setting, but we also have to look at the people we're surrounding ourselves with. And a, a sad revelation that a lot of people end up having is oftentimes the people that sometimes it's the people that you would have expected to support you the most are the ones who seem to be sabotaging you the most. And other times it's the people who you would have not thought would have supported you at all, who are your biggest cheerleaders. And as the owner of your decisions, as the proprietor of your own social circle, you sometimes do have to make a tough decision. You know, if this is really what I'm working on right now, and this person is somebody who is consistently pulling me in the direction away from that, then maybe that's somebody that I need to disconnect from from the time being. You know, and it's the old adage, and I hate to be cliche, but you know, for the folks who have a hard time accepting your change, well, one finger pointing at you generally results in three pointing right back at them. As you just said, Ben, it's like once I start making change and the results start manifesting themselves in all different kinds of capacities. I look better. I feel better. I have more energy. I'm showing up. I'm more present. I'm more active. All these wonderful things that are pretty hard not to notice. It kind of forces somebody who's struggling to make their own change to recognize like and rationalize why they're having a hard time. And that can be a really difficult channel to cross if it's somebody who's you know inherently close to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I literally just got off the phone from a client call where the client is heading to New Orleans next week. And, and basically, have been working really hard over the last couple of months and I had two close friends basically say, well, that's not going to last. You're going to go mm. ahead and destroy yourself in, in New Orleans. And, and that he's sucks. Like, yeah. Mm. And, and he wanted to just basically, and he did, he's like, this is not going to happen. This is, this is how mm. I'm committed to this. This is who I want to be and what I want to go after. And so it was kind of good to hear that he was basically saying to those individuals that were within his social network, like, no, 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 that's not what's going to happen. So it was kind of nice. okay to say no. Mm -hmm. It's okay and, and, and necessary to say no and giving the benefit of the doubt just because you started something and didn't follow through with it or failed a diet in the past doesn't mean that it's going to happen again. It doesn't mean you're still that type of person. However, it's not unreasonable to expect that people that we've surrounded ourselves with at different phases of our life have certain expectations for who they think that we are. And so it's up to us to help change their belief system around who we are and what level of support that we need. And if they care about us and love us the way that they should, then it's simply a matter of them acknowledging and being receptive 
to what that level of support actually looks like. And then, of course, on us to be able to give them what they need so that they can effectively support us. And being okay putting your foot down and saying, you don't have power to hold that over me. That is no longer who I identify with and no longer who I am. And therefore, I will not tolerate you treating me in that manner. Here is what I do expect. And here is what I would appreciate. And I think that, you know, amongst everything that we've discussed is at the end of the day, probably what is the most pivotal thing that we can agree upon is that there's this level of discomfort and this challenge that's required to step into and to lean into having these hard conversations, which perhaps is the hardest aspect of making change in any area of your life is, is we're ready to get uncomfortable in the gym. We're ready to get uncomfortable in the kitchen. We're ready to experience new foods. We're ready to kind of do all of the uncomfortable things that come with managing our calories. But oftentimes it's the fear and the frustration and the challenge of getting uncomfortable having those overt conversations, which for everyone listening is what I will absolutely challenge you. What we'll all challenge you to step into is do the people around you know how to support you? And if not, how can you openly communicate the level of support that you need, want, and are expecting? And once you can start to establish that, everything in your life will get so much easier with respect to creating this level of change. Just to layer on the communication, there's two layers. It's the communication is pivotal. And then secondly, to acknowledge that after the communication has taken place, you need to practice. No different than you practice eating right, no different than you practice hitting your nutrition goals and your fitness goals. You need to practice adhering to your boundaries and you need to help the others who matter most to you practice respecting your boundaries. And you're not going to get it right all the time. Neither are they. But with practice, it'll get better. Yep. Just keep repeating the things, you know, what those expectations are and, and what that level of support can look like and making it as, as easy as possible to, for people to be able to support you at the end of the day. So I was just going to add too, I think with a lot of, a lot of individuals is, is having conversations also with themselves to know that you know, looking at the bigger picture, like, you know, Memorial Day happened as an example, like if it was, if it was not a, a desirable outcome for them, it's just knowing like, hey, it's not a good versus bad scenario. You, you know, you're looking at the big picture and understanding the process and how uh, somebody can work through it versus like, oh, I had a bad weekend. So now that the, the diet is, you know, gone to the wayside and now I got to start again and all this instead of like looking at the bigger picture and understanding that that's going to happen in the next 20 years, there's going to be enough social engagements and, and things are going to pop up at just knowing what does the standard look like? What is the routine? What does the behaviors look like? Having those conversations and being, uh, you know, understanding of what it actually means to live a healthy life. Yeah. And the more you clarify what it is that you want, you can have more clarity around the type of people that you want and how they can support you so that you can put the pieces in place to, to be able to make the best decisions possible in perpetuity. And, and that's obviously what we want for you. And what is necessary to be successful long-term is, is having a very clear support system. So appreciate you coaches, and we'll catch you guys in the next conversation. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, 
Grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 